What's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. You know me. I am your host, comedian Maxim Allen. Today is January 15th, 2021. And for some of you, you may notice this is the first video episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. If you're just an audio listener, you should go uh, follow the YouTube channel, check it out, then you can see our faces, <laughs> and I'm going to be working on this video setup as time goes on. You know how it'd be just trying things out, uh, deciding how much work I want to do and how much time I want to edit, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. trying to make it clean. And for today's prototype of video episode, everyone, please welcome back to the show, close friend of mine, general terror to the community, <laughs> Sasha Von D. Straight up menace bro you know what it is dude yeah caleb had the first episode but fucking dude i've been on four times dude you've, you've interviewed dancers you've interviewed musicians dude but people come back they only want one thing dude they only and that's that sweet von d baby that, that chaos and we're giving them that, that, that chaos that just nervous stuttering in terms of uh percentage of the podcast the didkowskis are the reigning share that's of true you've guests. had my brother and my dad on that's crazy is that still recording even though it's gone I, black yeah. Is that, that why we're? It should be recording. I hope looking it's at recording. It? Yeah, it's good. It's a little uh, yeah, yeah, full yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, it'll look at that. Thing, Love yeah. that fish eye view. Oh, on there. dude, hell it's yeah, like a dog like, like video. a fucking corn video, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, something takes a part of me. Dude, you know they yeah. they just released a new single called uh, "Forgotten," and I checked it out. And I will say, I listened to it. Uh, not as tormented as the old stuff, and I don't like it. I maybe he's grown up a little. I'm dude, not. <laughs> you, you are. You're, you're so fucking weird, dude. You like I, the the things that you, the <laughs> the things that you like about art, and like 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 I, I think back to our first uh, the first time I was on the podcast, and we were talking about music, and I bring up like Frank Sinatra, and you're like, yeah, I've never heard one of his songs, and I'm like, what? But, but you know every corn song. Like, how the, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Yeah, it's not quite as tormented as like. Like, why is that your criteria? Dude. It's corn. I mean, that's that's what you come for. You come for the tormentedness, and you come from the. For the you go to corn for torment. You go to don't quit your day job for a little bit of this one. <laughs> Another thing is uh, the, the 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 loose bass string sound is the is the corn sound and yeah. this new single they don't have that so it just kind of no. sounds like a regular what it's are they like thinking? where's like the where's you gotta have that loose bass string yeah dude. you what gotta you think <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna do it with my mouth because i don't know how to make that sound <laughs> but <laughs> it's a I've, vibe i don't even know what you're talking about but. it's a vibe you know <laughs> it's, it's, it's all about vibes it's all about dude, 2022 vibes. It's all about vibes. Okay, what's your 2022 vibe goal? You have any 2022 vibe goal? You know, just staying on my grind, waking up at 6 a.m. Uh, protein powder. I'm only eating protein powder this year. Nice protein nice. powder. What's what's this stuff? Joe Rogan brain uh, alpha brain alpha brain. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> rising alpha baby, rising alpha. That's my vibe. Now, <laughs> now be honest with me. Is this is this a uh, uh, me being on the on the podcast for the fourth time, I'm coming in hot. I'm saying that is because is because people can't get enough of me. Is this a pity booking because you've seen all my tweets about how sad I am and how I miss everybody? No, no, no. Okay, Our, like in an er, in an earnest sense, uh-huh. I haven't had time to connect with some people that I want to have on the podcast yeah. right now because it's kind of New Year COVID's intense, yeah. you know. And I also wanted to figure out some of the video aspect before I get a guest that I really want to have and then just <laughs> fuck up the video. <laughs> and not that I don't want, really want to have you because yeah, also... Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but, but last but, time... But, but I don't... You know that if this whole thing goes to shit, 
I still love you. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you have, you know, whatever, the, and, the, the uh, lead singer from Corn. Oh, dude. Know. If I got to interview Jonathan Davis, that'd be insane. <laughs> you know his name! <laughs> dude, how could you not? Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also, yeah, since the last time you were on this podcast was, geez, like seven months ago or something. Yeah. I can't remember when it was, but Lee was on that one, too. <laughs> Lee's, Lee's been pushing, Lee's been lobbying me to delete that episode. Cause she, really? She listened back to it, and she's like, oh, I can't even make it in. I was so annoying. So uh, <laughs> okay, confirmed. Yeah, yeah, but she was uh, yeah. she was on like two weeks ago, and she definitely redeemed herself. Okay, so we were, we had a good one. Yeah, I remember after that after that uh, that one, you were like, "You're never on the podcast ever again." It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. I still love you, but you're never on my podcast again. Look, and this then... is so she's gonna listen to this one at the beginning, and she's I'm I know she's gonna <laughs> listen to this episode at work, and she's gonna text me like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, and also the time before that, like, we had just started becoming, like, better friends, closer. So it's been a while since you've been, like, seriously on the podcast. So I wanted to check in and get some, uh, and 2021 thoughts, 2022 goals. 2021 thoughts, 2022 goals. 2021 thoughts, uh, you know, 2021 was a significant improvement on 2020. I mean, like. 2020 was fucking brutal for me. Mm-hmm. Really felt just horrible. And I think also like, you know, so, so, so I'm going to just be jumping around, whatever. 2022, I've been feeling pretty awful. I've been pretty fucking miserable mm-hmm. since yep. Omicron hit. And like, you know, <clears throat> realizing that really I was spending all of my time at open mics and shows. I mean, yep. that, that my entire social life was built around comedy and like, I was just talking to about this with uh, Caleb on the phone that like episode one, go check it out. <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> what, you interviewed him about photography or what? Just like his clothing business and okay, like yeah. his graphic design, some of the animation he was doing. Like a yeah. whole. It's, it's definitely a, a probably an entertaining episode. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was I was talking with him about about how like now if 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 I want if I want something fun to happen if I want some so some social interaction i have to like fucking generate it i have to like <laughs> i have to like go get a home test i have to contact a friend i have to decide what we're doing you know whereas like open mics shows parties and stuff it's like there's there's this feeling that there's already like a social scene that's chugging along without you you just gotta step into and the you stream can, and, and then you can paratroop yeah. into it you, you, you're not the center of the whole thing like it's different to just show up to a party or a show what's already going on right right and just participate as opposed to making a hangout with your friend <laughs> and then you're like there with them and you're like this is great isn't it and you know what I mean? like you gotta all- text someone directly yeah and be like do you want to spend time with me yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's just like the whole thing is just built around you and them and and in some ways i mean that's really wonderful but in some ways it's not it's just not the same as as yeah, like you said, just stepping into the stream, and now you're just part of an of a group of people, and it's just relaxed and fun. And um, so I've really, really missed that. I've missed feeling yeah. connected to something bigger than myself. You know, like I guess that's what it is. That yeah. that when you're just hanging out with one friend, it's not bigger than you. And it's them. not a community. It's not a community, mm-hmm. right? 
Dude, it's, I think so, yeah. this has been a rough start to a year. I mean, last year was a rough start to last year as well. <laughs> mm-hmm, Basically, mm-hmm. if uh, if coronavirus and winter hit at the same time, a lot of people are yeah. not going to have fun. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And yes, yeah, so, so, but so I will say like, you know, as brutal and as miserable as it's been, it is, it's easier than the first time because it's familiar and I, and I recognize what's happening you know it's like like a temporary feeling yeah and and it's a temporary feeling but it's all more than that it's it's like an appropriate feeling like like Mm. i like the first time everything hit and god how how boring is it that we're talking about corona you know yeah but 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 (laughs) but for the first time everything hit like it, it like i was just I, you know, I felt horrible all the time, and I, I didn't really understand what was going on with me. I didn't realize, like, oh, this is appropriate. Like, this is how <laughs> you're supposed to feel yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. not allowed to see anybody, and you're inside all the time. Like, I was trying, I was trying to explain this to my therapist yesterday. Like, I had this moment on, uh, I guess it would have been Thursday, where I was in my room, and I went to go get the, go to the kitchen to get some water. And halfway between my room and the kitchen, I realized that I left my glass in my bedroom. So I turned around to go get my glass. And just something about that, something about, like, the act of, like, turning, like, having to turn back and get my glass, like, just fucking, I, like, I just got so fucking depressed. Like, something about, like, like <laughs> the, the, the banality of that, that, like, that's the drama of my day is that I forgot a glass in my room. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I, I can't quite put it into words, but, but something about that was just, like, like, like the, the, the fucking boredom of that, that, like, uh, that that was, like, an event that I'm that like I remember a day later, like <laughs> I, you know what I mean. I I, I I can't quite figure out how to put it, but just the, the wind has really gone out of your sails, dude. The the wind is out of my fuck, dude. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was fucking. It's just been brutal. But so 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 I I'm like I'm very happy to be here with you now. And uh, <laughs> have you? Let yeah. me ask you this. So have you done any Zoom comedy? No, okay. I, I I did I did a tiny bit in. I guess what, what was it, twenty late twenty twenty or early twenty twenty one? Okay. Um, but no, no. Yeah. I I I don't. I, yeah. Why? You know. You know. It's kind of <laughs> nice. I will say that Zoom comedy is like you get to, uh, you do meet new people, especially if you go to the same Zoom mics over and over. It's right. just like going to a regular mic, except no one's listening. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's like I feel like on Zoom mics, I'm like I'm listening to the comedian. And I am browsing Reddit at the same time. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then I like make sure to laugh at jokes and stuff. But it's like, it's more of like a check-in. It's almost yeah. like I do, you do a Zoom mic just to be like, hey guys, we're all still here, right? Like, yeah, right. I did go to the tiny cupboard this week though. Yeah? Yeah, I went for uh, Eli Ruffer's mic hosted by Jeff Medoff this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I say it like it's an album or something. Yeah, I know, yeah. Featuring. <laughs> Featuring. And uh, we went. And it was like packed. There was a lot of people. Everyone was wearing their masks. They were all very good about that, which is yeah. good. Uh, and I realized walking into the building, the smell of the spray paint and the yeah. wig spray in yeah. those hallways. Yeah. It. I haven't smelled that smell in like a month and a half yeah. since I left for Christmas. And it was. it's weird because I realized that my nostalgia for going to open mics yeah. 
is tied to the smell of <laughs> chemical solvents yeah. because of the way that building smells. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm eating my like falafel over rice, like because I'm early to the mic. So I'm eating in the hallway, it's smelling the spray paint. And I'm yeah. like, this is crazy because one day I'm going to reminisce on these moments. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, well, dude, I mean, like, I, you remember when, when my mic got like fucking gassed. You remember? The, you I remember wasn't that? there that week. Well, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 for the to the, the listeners, I, I run the mic at the tiny cupboard. It's this tiny little space, and uh, it's it's like one it's like one room in this uh, like what is it like a loft? I don't even know what to call it. it, it it's like a building that has a bunch yeah. of little art art studios. They're like and, room. There's like a. It's just a hallway. They have a communal bathroom. There's no kitchens or anything. It's just like rooms. Yeah, yeah. And and people rent them out to you know for art spaces or to to run a salon out of it or whatever. And uh, there are these guys down the hall from the tiny cupboard who use spray paint in their art. And like like we're doing the mic and it's like starting to smell in the room. I was like, what the fuck? And like I and it was like getting bad. And I like I went up in between two comics like hosting. And I was like, hey, is, is anybody else like? Like this smells bad, right? And they're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll go check on it." Like, you know, this who uh, called up whoever was next, and I went out, and uh, yeah, these guys were like spray painting in the fucking hallway. Insane, like insane behavior. Like, I was like, "Dude, you, <laughs> not where they they weren't wearing like any protection or anything. They're just they're just they're just huffing paint basically." <laughs> and, and I was like, I was like, "Oh, hey, like." It's it's starting to smell really bad in, in in there. Do you think you guys could like wait or do it on the roof? Because they have a fucking roof, dude. <laughs> and it, it it was earlier when it was like warm. Yeah. It's like just what the fuck are you? You're huffing paint, bro. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like yeah, you know, it's, it's starting to really sm- smell bad in the room. Do you think you guys could just like uh, hold off for a sec? And the guy goes, oh, um, uh, actually, it, it's getting kind of loud out here. Do you think you guys could stop in there? And I was like, oh, oh, so you're gonna be at cock about it so like dude like i'm being uh, and and i just yeah. I, I like i was like fuck i have to like fight this fucking guy now <laughs> so i just I, I just i sort of like i i actually i think i kind of made him feel bad because i didn't like rise to the to, like he was trying to fucking get me angry right 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 and i was just like dude come on i'm being reasonable yeah and i think then he sort of felt bad Nice, you know, and he nice. was like, he was like, uh, it's a softy win, right? Yeah, now. I know, I know. It was just like, dude, like, like, but like, you're hurting me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but the like, smell it hurts. It's me. like, dude, like, yeah, I, I, we could be dicks to each other, or you could just fucking like, come on, I'm being nice. Yeah. You know? And so, so, uh, so I was like, you know, I was like, come on, like, just you know, whatever. And uh, and he was like, oh yeah, like we'll try to tone it down. Didn't fucking tone it down at all. So we're doing the mic. We're doing the mic. And like, there's this point in I can't remember who said it was because like I think it was Muhammad uh, Muhammad Ali Alani's set. He was performing, and you know I time everybody because yeah, I'm yeah. the host. And you know, so I start the timer five minutes, and I look. He's got like three minutes left. I'm like, okay. And you know, at this point, you have an internal clock. Yeah. Where you have like a pretty good sense of how long everything takes. So I looked at the clock. Is like three minutes left? I was like, okay. Like watching him do his stuff, cause kind of you know whatever drifting in and out, and I'm like, all right, it feels like it's been like about two minutes. I look back at the clock, and he's got like t- t- five seconds left. Mm-hmm. Like I like just like I like blacked out. Like I lost <laughs> like two minutes. Yeah. So I stop. I give him the light. He finishes. I walk up to the I, I walk up to the stage, and like as I'm walking, I realize that I'm dizzy as fuck, and I was like. 
whoa, I got on the mic and I was like, hey, is anybody else like really lightheaded right now? And a few people were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, but, but there was like, like half the people were like, no, we feel fine. And I was like, okay, but there's enough people who feel lightheaded that we should stop huffing paint. Like, I'm sorry, like we're just going to stop the mic. So like, you know, so thanks everybody, you know, whatever, wrapped it up. Then everybody stood up to get their coats and everybody at the same time was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. like every, because everybody had been sitting down. They didn't yeah, realize yeah. that they'd been getting like high. <laughs> <laughs> so we all said we all felt that we all had like these crazy like migraines and we all went to the uh, the all night skate and yeah. got like seltzers and we're just like, <laughs> like sitting outside. <laughs> we like asked them to turn the music down. We were like, fuck, like we had just been like inhaling fucking paint. But that's. That's what that's life. comedy, that's baby. That's comedy, baby. That's that's what <laughs> life is made of. That's the zhuzh, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm gonna think about in fucking twenty years. Exactly. You know, you're like, remember you're that my... time we we lost? Like, I lost all my childhood memories. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking huffing spray paint at the tiny cupboard. Yeah, it's uh, I it's hilarious to me because in addition to the spray paint artists, there's also like two or three like hair studios. Yeah. It's just like a constant bombardment of like aerosol. Yeah. And none of these people have their window open yeah. in the studios. You walk by the building, it's like, I would be able to hear or see that you're ventilating this, but no, everyone's yeah. just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is the reason why the ozone layer is fucked up. <laughs> it's yeah. like this building. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it's good that they're keeping the, to keep, keep all the aerosol in, bro. <laughs> fucking, we breathe it in. We, our bodies process it. It doesn't have to go into the fucking <laughs> ozone layer. Oh, that's actually what how comedians are going to be paid in the future for converting <laughs> CO, <Yeah. laughs> converting aerosol into CO. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, no, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was. I was funny because I was just there huffing aerosol and yeah. just being like, it felt like first day of school vibes. And yeah. I remember uh, Pickles is just freaking out out there. He's okay. Yeah, but um, like he's really freaking out. Pickles. Should we check on? Hey. Him? I think he's bothering the other cat. He's just all wild up right now. He's good. But yeah, uh, <laughs> now it's a video podcast. I don't cut it. Now you're just watching me <laughs> yell at my cat. But yeah, um, <laughs> so like last year, the beginning of 2020 is when the Tiny Cupboard finally opened their church. And I remember yeah. the first open mic back, it was just like 12 or 13 people and I came and it was just like so dark and cold and everyone yeah. had their masks on because COVID once again spiked for the holidays. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so excited though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. this is my only glimmer of hope in this dark, dark world. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah that, that's the th that's the thing is like, like of course, like I I really miss doing comedy and like you know, uh, performing for people and stuff. But but sorry, I'm burping so much. On camera too. On camera, dude. Ugh, brutal. I got a rule. It's like if you got a burp, give me a little nudge under the table. Stop it all. <laughs> <laughs> so you can fucking throw up. Um, <laughs> like, but but really, what I miss. I mean, I already said it, but I just you just miss the the social, mm -hmm. just the community, and like, I, I think I, I said this to you on the phone the other day. Like, like I even miss like people I don't like. Like I'm like yeah. I, I miss like I miss like seeing people who who's like comedy I dislike and people who like start drama and shit you know I, I miss I miss like the children it's you the know? best <laughs> like yeah because it's just it's some it's like something to work on you know it's like stimulating and and like you know yeah it's it's so even the people you don't like what's great is leaving an open mic with your friends and being like 
That guy, right? That guy, that guy, that guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 dude, fuck. It's like, it's like so much fun. I don't yeah. know. It, and one of the best, I told you this, I think one of the best hangs. Let's name names. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think one of, the, one of the best hangs of my comedy career thus far. All right, Ken. Holy shit. <laughs> well, uh, sorry, I had my glass on the floor, and he just fucking dude. Over. We're we're high energy for the first. We close the door so pickles can't leave. Yeah, he's not gonna bother. Any, okay, I mean, should we should we nah, clean we're, up this we're, glass? We're going right through. All right, I mean, there's how much water is there? There's there's no water, but there's a bunch of shards of glass. It'll be all right. You're not. We're not moving. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'll cut. I'll trim this part. No, keep it in, bro. Okay, keep it in. Let people know exactly how shitty it is around here. Hell yeah, Flair. Dude, it's like Pickles like sleeps the whole day, every day. Yeah. And then when I change this room around, he like activates. He's like, it's it's fucking what is what is the the thing? It's clobbering time. (laughs) That's the thing. I'm worried he's gonna step on him though. Chase it away a little bit. Can I should I kick him out? Yeah, kick him out. Uh, Let's kick kick him out. Get the fuck out of here. There we go. Look right. at that. Okay. Important podcast. Whatever. It's staying in. <laughs> Keep it in, baby. That's Dude, the drama. That's the drama. That's the zhuzh, bro. Zhuzh, this yeah. is this is the huffing paint of Dude, the, of I got the Don't some, Quit Your Day Job podcast. I got some spray primer over there if you want to. <laughs> hey, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> I got some paper it. bags. We could... <laughs> dude, just fucking do it. Let's fucking dude, Mad Max me, bro. But yeah, one of the best hangs in my comedy career thus far, I think, was after the first fun gutter. Oh, yeah. That was a hang for the Dude, centuries. that was so much fucking fun. It was like, the show was great, and then afterward, it was just like, every comedian who came to the show just hung out for like four yeah. hours. Yeah. Like, because it's just, because I, because, because the thing about me <laughs> is I'm a good time. <laughs> is I curate a good vibe, dude. I, I mean, that that was that was my whole thing with fun. So, so for those who don't know, because I don't know when the last time I was on the podcast was, I probably fun better wasn't happening. I think right? you were doing, you were at least doing Velvet it. Brick. Yeah, I think I think you pitched Fun Gutter. Yeah, but you you hadn't done it. Yeah, so so Fun Gutter it's a show I run with with Bailey Pope, who's amazing, really funny comic. Um, and sh- she and I like discovered a, a, you know, obviously we're both comics. And so we know, we knew we had that in common that we had similar tastes and sort of like freaks, sort of like just like weird, <laughs> weird comics who just do weird, you know, Maria Bamford and, um, you know, whatever. I don't have to list so much people, but, um, and, uh, so we knew we had like comedy tastes in, in common and, mm. and we knew we kind of like wanted to work together on something, but we didn't know what. And then. I realized that we also both loved punk music and hardcore and metal and shit. Because right, right. she was a huge, like, you know, self-professed fuck-up in high school. <laughs> you know, just a dirty street kid in L.A., um, you know, running around, and, you know, uh, dyeing her hair and going huge to... Huge Liberty Spikes. Hu- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, just, you know, moshing and shit. And punk was a was a big part of my, like you know, uh, cultural and social, like, awakening as I became a man. And, 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 like, the two things that I missed the most in the pandemic were, were, like, uh, were moshing and laughing with my friends. And so, so it occurred to me that we, that we could do, like, a show, like, in, like, the Borscht Belt in the 1920s where they would have, a, you know, like, a fucking, um, 
what's it called? Like like like, like a house band. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, Henny Youngman, ladies and gentlemen, and they you know play some jazz to bring them on stage. We could do that, but just with a fucking crazy punk band. Yeah, and we could get people to like oscillate between moshing and laughing, and like it, like that idea struck me, and I texted her about it, and she was like, that. Yeah, that's like everything that I want to see in the world, and so, um, so it took us. It it, it was like some like six months, seven months in the making because we thought of it at like peak COVID when like nothing was like you couldn't no no shows were happening indoors right, at all, right. you know, um, and definitely no like no like music venues were you know doing anything, and uh, and so yeah, but so so we got connected to the Cobra Club through a friend of ours at the Honey Baby Mike, mm. Michelle Gold, I forever indebted to her. And uh uh and yeah, like 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 once once you have the venue, I mean the whole thing just came together and so so yeah, we, we've done two shows now. We were going to do a third and then it got can't pushed to February. We're doing it February 19th uh cuz of Omicron. And uh yeah, it's just like we have a house band, four comics. It's just fucking crazy fun. And that first show was like I mean that that was the most fun that I've had like in comedy. I mean, it, it, like it was more than sold out. It was fucking packed. Yeah, and your set and people, sucked too. Yeah, I know. I, I fucking I, I ate shit, and I, I still had fun. I was crying from smiling so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was just so much fucking fun, and um, it was it was awesome. In like, it all came together so well. Yeah, and I remember thinking this is like years ago. I used to like joke like with myself it's like i want to be in a mosh pit at a comedy show one day <laughs> yeah like i like i used to think like i want an open mic <laughs> to get to the point where people are, are brawling <laughs> but, yeah. yeah but it like it was just so fun because also like like the band was great dog date which is my, one, one of my brother's bands yeah. yeah which was fucking awesome and like the the opening song was great the transitions in and out were great and yeah. then their set at the end was awesome all the comedians crushed yeah. like and it was packed in there it was like just the yeah. and the vibe was just like on point and like it was like the perfect like we, temperature we outside could, we couldn't have squeezed more people in. it was yeah. like 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 there's no like there probably is, and we're, you probably broke it. There, there, but like, there's there's no like technical like fire code capacity on that room. But she said like, oh, like about like hundred people, and we had like a hundred fifteen, hundred twenty people. Like like we we yeah. fucking like it was like shoulder to shoulder. And then I I loved when I I, I there was this, there was a be- two beautiful moments in the mosh pit. One was when uh uh Caleb showed up in the mosh pit because mm. I didn't know that he'd arrived like him and Pete. First I saw per- perfect Pete, his friend mm. who hates that. I call him that, but <laughs> perfect Pete. I saw him. And I was like, Oh shit, it's perfect Pete. And, <laughs> and then I got whipped in the face with a dread and I was like, ah, it's fucking Caleb. And then seeing you in the mosh pit with your fucking fanny pack, bro. I was like, it was, just, it was like a, it was just a dream. Yeah. And then just everybody hung out and like, it was just like it was everything I wanted it to be. It was perfect, and, and this, the, the second show was also really fun. It was less attended because there's yeah. always a second show slump or whatever. But it was still a fucking blast afterward. Dude, and the, the first show though, Tom. when I jumped in the pit, I got that. I got. I hit a smell that I haven't smelled since I was probably 21. Yeah, and that's like that's like sweat and like beer yeah. and like dirt. Yeah. mix like that you only get in a mosh pit when you're yeah. close to other people yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was like pushing people around i just smelled it and i was like 
I remember being a like a kid at like punk shows. Yeah, yeah. It, it was also it was like it's also great because like you know because it's because it's like a blend punk comedy show. It's like you know sometimes at punk shows or metal shows you get people in the mosh pit who are like you know what's the word like crowd killers like pe- yeah, people yeah, people yeah. who come and just like fucking beat the shit out of people and they just ruin it. They're just assholes. Yeah. yeah, and so like before you know you know when when I'm planning the show I'm like you know. I'm I'm just thinking about everything that could possibly go wrong, and that was one of the things I was worried about. Was like, oh, well, like, you know, I'm like introducing all these kind of comedy people right. to like punk music and mosh, you know, these people who might have not have normally gone to like a hardcore or metal show mm-hmm. or whatever, and like I want their first experience to be good, you know, or I want this experience to be good at least, and but like because of the mix of people who are there, it's like everybody kind of knows, everybody kind of just in instinctively understands how this works you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and everybody like like people just like moshed in like I, I, and I, like i'm gonna get shit for this probably but, but i feel like people like moshed in like the right way no, like you know what no, i mean it was wrong <laughs> it was wrong because the thing is if you've never moshed before you don't understand the crucial component of a mosh pit yeah. and that is counterclockwise motion okay? oh okay because well, <laughs> well, when you have just people just like ramming each other <laughs> in the middle yeah it just it it just that's when you start knocking heads together and shit and people get their bell rung because you all just yeah. go Pow. i don't know but i thought it was I, right. I felt like i felt like people were whatever they were, for, it for, was for good me they were just there was just like pushing it was just there was pushing. no what i'm saying like, it was fun my god yeah. dude fucking like it was tactical about exactly how to mosh i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying that it was fun it wasn't it wasn't like you know uh it was just fun, loving, and exciting, and, and people. There wasn't you know, there wasn't any moment where anyone in the crowd was like, "Oh no!" Like, yeah, right, yeah. right. It was yeah. it was contained, and people were. It was just yeah, it was just fun because I yeah. mean I've I've been to so many shows where it's like someone in the pit is going too nuts, and you're yeah. like, Am and I they're making have it to... about they're making it about them. Yeah, I'm like, and their fucking issues, and it's like, dude, go start a fight club, bro. Yeah, like why, like, <laughs> like why are you go to therapy, start a fight club? Why are you like, this isn't about you. This is about again, it's like a community thing. It's like this right, is about right. us and like enjoying each other and enjoying this community, like making something together, and like, I don't know, it, yeah, brutal. Dude. The band band choices were great too. Yeah, it was good. Both yeah. of them so far were yeah. Dog awesome. Date, Fat Heaven was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having this uh, for the third one. We're having Shred Flintstone. <laughs> Shred Flintstone, what yeah. a name! <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're they're friends of Dog Date. Super fun guys, and mm-hmm. um, uh, they they like just played a bunch of bills with Dog Date. Uh, I've never actually seen them perform live, but they're just gonna you know I've listened to the music. They I mean it's it's this the same vibe as Dog Date. It's just gonna be ex- just fun, loving, exciting, kind of like verging on surfer punk it's yeah, just yeah exciting nice shit. that's yeah. great it yeah. and the the playing comedians on and off is so dude awesome. it's so it's much so fun. great dude, dude to watch like i mean i mean the, the feel i i can say you know i mean because because i i'm hosting and i also like do sets on it and when we're doing sound check and stuff like just the feeling of walking up on stage with that fucking like 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 deafening shredding music yeah like you're you're gonna kill like yeah, the, the, yeah. like like you feel so fucking powerful you know and mm-hmm. and and like 
it's just it's a remarkable feeling to to come up to a live band. It's different. It's different than coming up to a DJ or totally. or just applause. It's like it, you you get this unbelievable rush of energy that and the audience feels it too. And and just and you know and it's also like you know because sometimes sometimes the timing is a little bit off and they go you know the band goes a little bit too long while the com- the comedian's already on stage and they kind of have to vamp and stuff. So like when, when like when Benny Feldman got on and he did his like whatever his gibbler mode yeah. or whatever the fuck that he does <laughs> where he just like ah, he just like lets his Tourette's take over and just fucking <laughs> like wiggles his arms yeah. and goes crazy and shit. Like like it, it it just creates like really fun. It's just like the whole vibe like like it just creates like really relaxed opportunities for people to do shit that they wouldn't normally do on stage and like <clears throat> I don't. It's it's and just it's just a really exciting show. I, I, I love running it as a as a host. One thing that I love about the music in the play on play off is it actually makes hosting easier because yeah. it's not on you to a hundred percent reset the energy of the crowd because yeah. the music will just reset the crowd every time it happens. Yeah. It's great. It just like gets people paying attention again. Like, yeah. Okay. Nice. Like because at like they play and then once they stop playing music, that crowd is all ears yeah you know yeah yeah and it's also like i mean i also i've i've been able to pick up you know from hosting my open mic the skill of like just you know after somebody gets up just getting up and just saying like the quickest pot just one quick tiny thing yeah just to like keep the ball rolling and and like like um when we had dan yang he did some Mm -hmm. joke about watching porn or something and something about how like there's not Asian guys in porn. Mm. I, I can't. I can't remember what the, what the joke it's, was. It's you like know, uh, his joke? whole joke is that he wants Asian guys represented as like strong, hardworking Asian man. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, oh, 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 right. C- c- yeah, because yeah, yeah. like in 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 porn, it's always like uh, like Japanese dudes being like uh, degraded and shit. <laughs> like, like you know, whatever. Yeah, we don't have to get too dirty on the podcast, but um, and 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 so so like you know, he 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 finishes that joke. The band plays them off. I come up and I'm just like, it, I can't. I, I said something like, uh, like, like, give it up for Dan Yang. I'd, lo- I'd watch him fuck, you know. Which is like, <laughs> not is like a whatever joke. Yeah. But like coming off of like his set and a band, it, it, like it, it's just like you have to do so little to get, and that got like a big laugh. Yeah. That got, that got like a laugh that it did not deserve. Totally unwarranted. But but <laughs> but, but but also deserve. I mean. Did whether or not it deserved it. I mean that that's that's you know, like it deserves what it gets. You know what right, I mean? Right, I, right. I mean like 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 a a, a more like a cle- more clever joke, a more like carefully worded, you know, labored over joke is not what that you know uh, experience needs. It's not what that vibe needs. You, you need something that's just like. <sighs> we're all yeah, here yeah. and this is so exciting you know and just you know you know and people are just in the moment and loving you and you're loving them and like i don't know fun gutter is just it's like a very i feel like it's a very loving environment people are like come ready to have a great time mm-hmm. you know and um one thing i also appreciate is like you said earlier is uh watching people who would never go to a punk or a metal show yeah. watch punk or metal yeah because it's like cope with it it's some of it's like hope, but a lot of it is I think there's like a moment where normal people forced into that situation realize that they can appreciate something that they never thought they would be able yeah. to. You know, especially like like the two bands you had, you know, like yeah. 
it's just like groovy like you it's like people thinking like oh metal and punk is just angry and screaming or whatever but it's like no there's a lot of it that's just like really cool riffs yeah. and good energy in the music yeah. and people are like oh okay i can get with this yeah. you know yeah but yeah like like uh i think i, I probably talked about it on the first podcast that i was on but like that formative i i, I was just talking about this with, with big twan last night <laughs> big twan and i were supposed to hang out last uh, antoine nisrala brilliant comic he's on the next fun gutter um he was on uh this podcast too oh he was that's yeah, right yeah. <laughs> he talked about improv right um um he and i were supposed to hang out last night and then he found out that he, his his boss had covid mm. and or so like what we were just facetimed and he like showed me his whole record collection it was so much fucking fun uh but i, I was telling him about um this formative experience i had in in like towards the end of high school with this band bombara where i i went and and I like I I had never gone to like a punk or metal show before that wasn't like something my dad and my brother organized. Yeah. And I had this really formative experience where just something about the way that these guys performed, I just like I I just felt like I understood that you know, cuz the outward appearance appear appearance <laughs> yeah, the, the, out, the outward appearance of metal and the punk is like appearance, appearance of, of metal and punk is like aggression and violence. And so when I was younger, I was like, ah, oh, I don't want nothing with that, you know. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's uh, it's scary, you know. Um, but something about the way that Bombara performed, it just clicked that like, oh, these guys are having a blast, right, right, like they're, right. and they're expressing something that's like that is really honest and and. Like you know, they're expressing some rage or sadness or whatever, but but they're not they're not angry at me, right? They're right, just, right. They're ex- they're expressing something that I relate to, and like, and it just it clicked, and I danced harder than I'd ever danced in my whole life, and it, it and that that one show changed my entire life. It changed how I listened to music, right? It changed how I, uh, uh, you know, it changed my entire social scene and how I interact with like nightlife and shit. I mean, they, yeah. it, it changed my fucking life. It's great, and it- and and so the like. The idea of being able to do that, do that for other people is really exciting. Yeah. In both directions, to be able to expose comedy people to punk and have them understand, like, oh, this is this isn't about like upsetting me, right? But, right. Like, th- this is about like dancing. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what it is for me a lot of the time. I mean, like, punk is punk is so much of punk is the live show and dancing yes. and and feeling. I mean, like. The, the experience of moshing for me, I mean, you're talking about counterclockwise motion, but I'm talking about <laughs> fucking like just like being pressed up against other people and, and banging against other people and feeling their energy and like the togetherness of that. Yeah, yeah. The dancing fucking hard, like that feeling, exposing comedy people to that and then exposing punk people to comedy. To being and, quiet. And, <laughs> to, 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 to shutting the fuck up for a second. <laughs> no, it, 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 the experience of, of, of like, of like, like like feel like 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 you know when you watch it's not the same to watch comedy on your fucking laptop or to listen to it on your phone it, it, the, the you laugh communally in at a comedy show you laugh because other people are laughing and 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 at the the you know when when you go on Netflix and you hit play you're you know you know that this whole thing is like set up and and like you know exactly what you're getting into, and there's there's kind of no there's no like surprise right, right, in right, a Netflix right. special. Whereas yeah. when when you see a live comedy show, even though you paid to see it and you know what's about to happen, there's still something like fucking crazy about seeing somebody get up in front of like a hundred people 
and just say bonkers shit. It's like it's like it, it, yeah. it's it's because you're actually fucking there and you could go up, up and touch their face and you're like that 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 person right there is saying crazy shit to us and they're putting everything on the line and this isn't pre-recorded and this they're they're not editing anything out this is happening right now and this person could fuck up right now and the drama of that i feel like there's there's so the like the adrenaline of that is there's something in common with punk that that punk kids would appreciate but mm. they but but I've seen, but I've heard punk kids like sort of poo-poo comedy and stand-up yeah, yeah. who have never fucking gone to a comedy show because all they know of it is like, you know, just fucking Jerry Seinfeld and shit who, you know. Right. And I think whatever. the thing is with like my beef with comedy specials is before I started doing stand-up comedy, watching <laughs> comedy. Your beef with comedy specials. All right. Here's my beef with comedy specials. What's your beef? When I would watch comedy specials, that was a lot, like, mostly before I started doing stand-up. Yeah. And then when I started doing stand-up, and especially started getting better at it, I start, you start to realize that a lot of what's funny about comedy is the moment. Yeah. It's always, no matter what it is, it's lightning in a bottle. And yeah. when you see, like, a big special being recorded... It's more of like a monologue that someone has been practicing very hard. Right. What where like the real energy comes from is like these shows where <laughs> where no audience member is safe. <laughs> where you go up and speak. No, it's just like when you when you go up on stage, Nothing's you have limits. you have all the news that's happening that day. You have the weather. You have any occurrences, yeah. and you and the audience relate to so much of what's going on. Yeah. That it's not like me and a comedian on TV who's just talking about his life. It's like we're two guys in a room. Yeah. And like that's one thing I love about like two virgins, right? Is just like there is no fourth wall yeah. at our comedy no. show. It is no. like fully like we're gonna do jokes, but every single one of you is gonna talk to us at some point. Yeah. Like we're gonna yeah. crowd work the hell out of this yeah. because what's fun, like the surprise of a comedy show is being pulled into the TV, basically. Yeah. Like like all you got it like even people who are like i don't like to sit front row because i don't worry they're gonna call on me it's like i'm gonna call on you no matter where you're sitting <laughs> if you're wearing a t-shirt that says something on it yeah. i'm coming for you yeah. like yeah 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 and that's like the fun of it and like so comedy specials i think yes it shows some of the best comedy writing that there is from a lot of the best comedians and mm -hmm. like but the real fun is gone because yeah. you're not there. You're not sitting in a terrible chair or like yeah. drinking and yeah. sitting next to other people. Like, and especially when you're like at a show and a comedian comes up and starts doing really badly yeah. and you can feel the audience members tensing up. And then yeah. the next comedian comes up and just murders. Yeah. And it's like, that just that transition no one did anything explicitly but there's the roller coaster that yeah. you're on of the energy you yeah. know yeah. it's like netflix special it's like you're not gonna see the guy who, <laughs> who yeah. bombed no they're gonna cut all that yeah but like bombing makes part of the fun like there's contrast in like any live comedy show it's yeah. like oh this comedian did really well as an open oh the second one not so great but it was all right the third one whoa really bad back up like yeah back and forth and then you have like you know the the things that only happen within the scope of a comedy show which is like oh we have a comedian goes up they talk about something the next comedian goes up riffs on that thing and then it creates a chain reaction that you're only gonna see that one time at that one show yeah you'd like and that's i don't know 
it's it's true. Every comedy show is an NFT in a way. It's just it <laughs> oh only happens God, once, dude. And that's that's what's and any live event truly is dude, like Maxim on, Allen, bro. Okay, you're here, all, dude. <laughs> here, here's here's my here's my perfect comedy show. Okay, yeah, perfect comedy show. All <laughs> dude, right, fun. Fucking, everything comes back to fucking crypto and shit with you. <laughs> <laughs> perfect comedy show, right? Yeah. Is okay. You go up to a rooftop somewhere. Yeah. In Williamsburg, nice rooftop. Yeah, it's warm. It's summer night. You got a great view of the city. You go up there. Beautiful. There's already a house band jamming. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this is great. They got a bucket. It's free beer. Yeah. Donations if you want. Amazing. Yeah. You go up. You chill with some people. You hang out. They're playing music. The comedy show starts. The, sh- the show is going great. And then some neighbors come up the stairwell and they're being fucking assholes. And like some crazy shit happens yeah. where they're like heckling and the comedians go off. The crowd goes off. They have to, there's a fight. They have to drag them off the stage. And then a yeah. helicopter falls on a building <laughs> next to <laughs> like, That's, okay. like, what you want yeah. is like, it's yeah. like. Your, your perfect comedy show is, is uh, life. Yeah, it's, that's, that's what's great about it is I think like, you like if you're like super hyper scripted comedy can be great if you're watching it at a distance but what you want is you want to be experiencing a moment that someone is holding your hand through in a yeah. way to make it funny yeah that's it i don't yeah. know that's why i'm like all about that riffing though like you're just all about that riffing all about that riffing it's like yeah. like i was on a zoom mic the other night and a comedian was like who has like really funny jokes was like i'm actually uh, i'm gonna try riffing tonight i don't really ever riff and i was like yeah that's like i love that because like i know your jokes are great yeah and now you're taking another step into the unknown yeah and it's so much better (laughs) yeah Yeah. well like like i think the the, i mean the, the the specials that have like really that i've really really loved in my life have been specials that that have for one reason or another sort of simulated that feeling mm-hmm. of like like the suddenness. I guess it's like the sudden. It's like the immediacy of con- of of a live show. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where, where where like one second you're just standing there or sitting there, and the next second there's like like so, like 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 it's almost it's almost violent. Like 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 to see to see somebody go up on stage, like see them moving through space and talking for real to you. It like you I remember the the first the first like comedy comedy show I saw I saw Mike Birbiglia at the Wilbur mm-hmm. in 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 Boston. And you know Mike Birbiglia is like this, you know, sweetest calmest dude ever. But like seeing him on stage, it it was almost like scary. It was like <laughs> like 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 like, like like not separated by a screen or mm. a pre-recording or whatever. Like watching him move through space, I like it was truly unpredictable. It's like 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 I I there there's I don't know there's I I can't it's another thing like the walking back to get my glass like it's another thing I think I can't, can't quite put into words but like the immediacy of it. But um like I imagine even seeing like if you if like imagine being someone who only watches Netflix specials and then you saw like Sebastian Maniscalco at like a small club. Yeah, you would be like like the yeah. energy would be so intense because yeah. it's just like he's moving and he could do anything and say yeah. anything like, and and, yeah. and even if they're not moving it, it, it's 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 that it's that it's that they like could yeah. they could they could like come into the audience and fucking break your nose you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. i mean like they're just they're right th- like i don't know how to say it but um like the the my first experience with that was was when the first time i heard uh Hannibal Burris Animal Furnace mm-hmm. and i think i think the reason that it it hit me like that was because I, I was like I was I was alone 
with it. I I I think I told the story on this podcast, but mm-hmm. but I, I I was um I was like doing a after school or a summer art program, and I, they let me stay afterward, and I was working on a drawing, some charcoal thing, and I was listening to or I was watching it on the projector, and I think like because I kind of like wasn't giving my full attention to it or something, like he has he has this joke about about airport security about TSA where he says he says uh TSA that's my other airport nemesis I don't like them at all I don't like how dedicated they are to keeping bottled water out of the sky <laughs> he, says, uh, he says it's probably easier to get cocaine on a plane than a bottle of water probably the only way you couldn't get cocaine is if they said man what's this powdered water <laughs> <laughs> and when and I when he when he hit the in powdered water, mm. dude. I, I I had to pause it. I had to like drop my my pencil. I like I was doubled over, like crying, laughing because it, it like something about that. Like I wasn't ready for it, and it caught me off guard. And then I was really with him for the rest of the special, and like I stopped drawing, and I was just focused on that. And it really felt like I was there, you know. So, like, but 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 if I wasn't in that state, it probably wouldn't have hit me in that way. Right, but, right. But, but uh, like a special that I think does that more intentionally is Maria Bamford's most recent special, Weakness is the Brand. Okay. You, I know I've recommended it to you in the past, and I know you haven't watched it. It, it, is, it, is, it is How do you know I haven't watched because you don't Maria watch. Bamford's <laughs> Meekness is a... Meekness is a can. Is a can? Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah, it, how it, do you know I haven't watched? <laughs> Weakness is a pan, all right? <laughs> in the middle... Of me binging Mobile Suit Gundam, all right? <laughs> Listen, I told you earlier, I'm 150 episodes and six movies deep. Yeah, I had to right. take a break. You don't know that I didn't watch it you're in the right. middle of all I'm that. Sorry. I don't. I don't. I should be more <laughs> sensitive. But um, it, it, it's 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 amazing. And, and like the, there's just like a few little things that she does that really make you feel like you feel the immediacy, immediacy of it, even though you're watching it at home. The first thing she, she comes like, she's like, she's like dressed in like, like clothes you could buy at like the fucking airport. Like mm. she's dressed, she's like kind of dressed <laughs> shitty. But then she's got these crazy high heels, mm-hmm. and you know c- c- because she like you know I mean she talks about it a lot in her comedy, but she's had like psychotic breaks and stuff. She's like on all this medication, so she has kind of like a tremor. Like, she's yeah, already yeah. kind of shaking, and now she's on these like rickety fucking high heels. <laughs> like you, you, like you, you're worried she's gonna fall down. Yeah, 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 you know, and and she's also she's like being really physical and weird. She's like doing all this, like so. So you're really drawn into the just the drama. I'm using the word drama a lot, but like the yeah, drama yeah. of her physicality on stage like you're worried mm. about her kind of and then there's a few moments where she delivers she like leans down and delivers jokes like directly into the camera like to you at <laughs> home and it like i've never seen anybody do that yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean like, like, like she squats down and she gets like six inches from the camera and she's doing the joke like right to you mm. and you again just feel like just that like whoa okay yeah like like you're remind you're snapped out of like I'm watching this on a screen. You're like, oh, this was a live performance that she did in front of a bunch of people, where there there was just a bunch of people sitting in a room, and now she's out there talking to them, and they're <laughs> and they're they're just they're just living in that moment. And like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like like I I really think she, like that that special fucking hits different. Like yeah, it, yeah. it's it's not it's not this detached you know like camera at the back of the crowd mm. zoomed super close you know just tracking their movement across the stage it's like you really feel like you're there well um so it's, 
huge endorsed dude. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, but I'm also like, I'm a huge Maria Bamford fan. I'm yeah, like, she's yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> dude, fuck you. I watched one of her specials. She's good. She's I all watched, right. I watched the one where um, it's <sighs> like she's got a lot to learn. I watched the one when I first started comedy when she is like performing in like all these awkward little groups. Like it's like it cuts oh, away to her yeah, in like yeah, people's yeah. living rooms around the street, and she's like telling jokes to like three people at a time. Yeah, and that's the whole special, which, yeah. I, which I love. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's like that type of fourth wall breaking, the stuff that really draws you in. I'd say for a special, you really gotta like work. Yeah, and like uh, one of my favorite specials you've probably seen is James Acaster. Um, I've seen parts of it, dude. Okay, I forgot what the whole thing is called, but. <laughs> It's a it's a four it's a four part special. Each one is forty five minutes. Yeah, parts one, two, and three are independent of each other, and then part four it ties, ties all, all of them together. It's wow, it's genius. And what's nice is he's the type of comedian where his energy is monologue type, right? Like yeah. you don't you don't expect him to reach out and touch the audience. Mm -hmm. So just watching him work through it and talk about it is like, it's so well-written. It's so funny. But like, I know when I watch that, I'm like, I could, I am never going to be that type of comedian because I like, at this point, I just like pinching their cheeks in front (laughs) of them. Just like reaching out and touching. Cause I think it's just, I don't know. It's some, something else. And so I feel like when you, when I actually see a special that, that I'm like actually laughing at, I'm like, Wow, they did a really good job. Yeah. They did a great job. You yeah. know what? Where are you? Are you're not the youngest? You're are you the oldest? Yeah, yeah. I'm the okay. older si- sibling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I've been thinking about. So I just I just saw Licorice Pizza, which okay. I fucking loved. I I just I, I'm a really big Paul Thomas Anderson fan, and I've been listening to interviews with him talking about the movie, and he really emphasizes that like. Part of the reason that he, he uh, you haven't seen it, mm. so whatever. Um, this, you don't you don't have to, but 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 it, it centers around this this girl Alana and um and like her relationship with this guy and whatever. But but she she's the youngest sibling in her family, and she, that's true in real life, and it's true in the film. And and he he talks about that sort of like that younger sibling thing of of like just you know be, being the youngest and like having to fucking like fight for shit and like fight to be heard <laughs> and like you know that, that kind of like that like yeah, yeah, yeah bulldog you know pit bull fucking energy of like you're like very warm but you're also like on a dime you're like <laughs> fucking listen to me dude you know yeah you and, definitely bring that you definitely bring that on the stage i definitely bring that to it's stage funny because when you get on stage people are already listening and you're still like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but um but I, I, I would have thought that I, I, I thought maybe there was a connection there that, that if you were the youngest sibling, you know, um, no, it, it's something. weird. I feel like I feel like this is like some weird like shit. I, I never feel like I'm a real person. Yeah. I feel like I'm always like a, observing the world from like behind a lens. Yeah. And I've thought about this. I think that it has something to do with uh, wearing glasses, because I think when you wear glasses your whole <laughs> life. You kind of are viewing the world through like a screen, like you're yeah. in a frame right now. Yeah. But I never feel real, and yeah. I do things, and I'm nice, and like I try to do stuff, but I don't feel like I exist. And I feel like when comedy gets really real, yeah, it, it's like I it it's like proof that I I can like make a tangible impact right. on the environment. You know, yeah, it's like a weird existential thing. But yeah. that's why I like that. It's like you like when you reach out and connect with an audience member. 
and come up with something on the fly. It's yeah. like it's like engaging like another person and then processing and regurgitating in a way that they like enjoy. It's yeah. like a it's like an ex- it's like yeah. the huffing spray paint yeah. to turn it into better, cleaner fumes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You're right, 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 right. You, well, it's it's like it's it's confirmation of your of your existence through another. You know, you're right, yeah. right, right. It's like it's like someone in the audience. I like go to them and they hand me a they hand me a three cubes of dirt and I go <laughs> okay and I can build a like a little sculpture out of this dirt. Out of, yeah. And like I made this in my brain. I was gonna go for a Minecraft example. Yeah, I that, played, that, was, that was a dog shit analogy all right someone, someone hits me someone hands me uh two two sticks and a diamond and they're like yeah. they're like hey what can you do with this and i'm like whoa i'm like a dude, shovel it's a shovel and uh they're like whoa dude wow. i'm so glad we came tonight i would have yeah. never gotten a shovel because like what i really want is like i want people to like leave a comedy show and yeah. like be like oh that he had that funny one line i really like that one liner like yeah. he did this thing or like i went to a comedy show dude in december where this girl admitted she was gonna break up with her boyfriend because she cheated on him yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the whole show they were talking about this girl like i yeah. love that like that like uniqueness and yeah. like it's like a it's such a good like mix i don't know because yeah. it's like all we are i think at this point is just like no one makes anything new but we all create different things out of the information that we're processed. You know, it's like we all yeah. get like what's fun about comedians is there a prism for content and like news to go into yeah. and feelings and they go into this prism and every comedian is like a new shade of the rainbow on the other <laughs> side, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, here we go. We're going to talk about COVID. You put it in. It's like, oh, wow, we got 1500 different colors out of this yeah. topic of COVID, you know? Yeah. And that's what's fun is like, processing what's happening in real time and giving it a unique output yeah let's see if we can come up with five more analogies for (laughs) for what a comedian does okay i Uh, because because i think no no no, i I i'm just giving you when you actually when you actually when you're sitting down and writing what i don't like about it is i have to look within me and be like what do i think is worth saying yeah and that can be challenging unless I think of something funny just randomly out and about. Yeah. But in the moment when you talk to an audience member or like comment on something that's happening in the moment, yeah. you don't have to decide, is this worth saying? You just say, is this funny or is this not? Right, and you just right. ride that wave, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I get, I get less. Uh, I, I think about my insecurities, about my comedic voice, less like almost never when I'm actually performing and when I'm riffing, but I do think about it when I try to just sit and write jokes. Right. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I mean, for, for, cause I've told you like my, my, my writing process is I try to, I try to mimic that feeling in myself of like surprise and riffing where, where I just, I have a mic stand in my bedroom and I just put a microphone in it and I, I stand and I went nobody's home and then I stand there and I, you know, I have like maybe a little nugget of an idea and I just talk out loud until I start laughing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and, and, and if that moment doesn't come, then I know that, you know, this isn't worth saying, you know, I mean, I mean, the barometer is pretty simple. It's just like, is this, is this making me laugh right now? You know? Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, I know that you, you write things out more meticulously, mm. but I, yeah, I, I kind of type up like two sentences in my phone. Yeah. And then, uh, I just work it out on stage. I just yeah. say it. Into, I just, 
commit to a bit until I until I get some type of laugh or yeah. be like, oh, this is like totally puttering out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just like I don't know. It's it's easier for me to find things funny in a passing moment than it right. is for me to like really reflect on something. Yeah, you know, it's I don't know. But, uh, th- that's what I, I mean. I th- I think the 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 process of of just like actually talking out loud and and just and talking until you start laughing it, it it um it gets you in a place where you're not it's it's less reflective it's i, I mean like like when when i said it like in the the few instances where i've sat down and just tried like all right be funny and just start writing a fucking joke i'm like i'm bog shit at this i'm like the worst fucking comic in the like why would i ever think this is like that anybody should ever fucking listen to me you know Mm -hmm. but 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 when when you stumble upon that moment of of excitement or when i stumble upon that moment of excitement in myself i i there's no reflection there's no like oh is that funny it's like no i just i just laughed at myself you know i mean i mean like like you're like you're discovering that moment and then and then and then and then and then you can soldier ahead with the tweaking and the writing and the meticulous word choice and stuff on this foundation mm-hmm. of like I know for a fact that this is funny be- to me right right you know in- instead of like you know uh uh having like a kernel of an idea and be like is that funny and turning it over in your head and trying to you know just just like talking until you find the funny and then and then writing from that place right and, right you know um I also really me. I also applaud people who can write and have a funny joke that also has a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah. that's one of the things that's hard. Like when I think about stand up in this time, when I was watching a ton of comedy, was like twenty fifteen through like twenty seventeen. Yeah. And around that era, it became like a lot of comedy. I'm going to use this word because I don't have a better concise way to describe it but it felt like woke comedy right Mm -hmm. a lot of stand-up specials coming out were about different perspectives and unique perspectives and like social issues and stuff and i think watching that like a lot of that and then starting comedy being like oh i don't actually have anything to say right right and then i realized after a while it's like oh no i'm just a i'm just a silly boy that's it that's all i have to do is just make people laugh like it doesn't have to have an objective but the people who can actually have an objective or a voice in their comedy that's like, oh, here's a joke about this to make you think differently about this. Yeah. And it is funny. I'm like, holy shit, how yeah. did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine having anything worthwhile to say. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. It's a. I've, 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 I've felt a, a, a small portion of that. I, I, I'm very proud of, of that, the, the, chunk about suicide that i did yeah, at yeah. the last fun gutter and i i uh you know it like the the, the way i i start it is is i i I, <laughs> dude, I get up i say uh i say uh you know the uh uh, this time last year, I was uh, struggling with uh, suicidal thoughts. Let me get a a boring and <laughs> and like it just immediately breaks the tension. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, and then and it kind of gives me permission to go to like a very dark place. And and but people feel safe in it because they right, right. see that I'm comfortable with it and um and we we I think we actually talked about this in one of your early episodes it's just like I think we talked about it in the in the podcast with Lilan yeah comedians <laughs> go up there and have 
sometimes will have not processed what they're going through at all. Yeah. And then they start talking and it just leaves you feeling like, what? Yeah, like worried yeah. about them and or worried about yourself. And I mean, that, that was why I, I started writing that joke about suicide was because I felt like I felt like it would be good to have like um i wanted to write i mean i'm talking about it like it's like i'm doing a fucking charity work but really it's it's out of compassion for myself it's like like i wanted to write something that would have been good for me to hear at the the time that i was going through it you know and would have made you know wouldn't have like cured me but would have like given me a different way to think about my suicidal thoughts and and would have like given me some relief from it instead of fucking aggravating it. I mean that that's that's that was the thing was that I was seeing comics do jokes about suicide and it was just like it was just aggravating mine. It was just like making me feel worse and more out of control and just fucking awful, you know? And after the after I did it at Fun Gutter and it went so well and like people had so much fun with it. Uh um I had a couple friends of mine come up to me afterward who I, I hadn't spoken with about the bit beforehand and you know basically say you know you know like basically that 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 like you know a, a lot of the times when you see comics do jokes about suicide it's it just feels like therapy and really anxiety producing and shitty but you just seem so comfortable with it and mm. and it also you know um like like you know, I, I, yeah, whatever. I, 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 and I feel like, no, I feel like I'm fucking tooting my own horn or whatever. But, but, um, that's, that, that's like the bit I'm probably most proud of. Right, right. That I've, you know, it definitely read. does that. I think it's, it's, it's a good bit in that it, uh, it's a great, uh, bit that it cuts through tension, which, which is great. It's like, yeah. there's like a ramp, there's like a lot of like ramp up moments that you cut down very well. Yeah. And like, it's very grounded. It's like, you break the tension, and no one is worried about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one's worried about me. And, and but I think also like the the my my goal with it is is to like make people worry a little less about themselves. You know, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. like 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 I feel like if if I had heard somebody do that bit when I was going when I was really going through it. It would have <laughs> your cat's fucking meowing so loud. <laughs> Pickles, fuck off. Um, that's why I gotta leave the door open because he's like, oh, oh, they're having fun in there without me. I know, I know. You know what? I should, suicide. I should uh, put a collar on him with a lapel mic. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, get him on the Dude, show. I've actually I've been thinking about I, you know because I haven't fucking been on stage in like a month, but I, I've been thinking about doing a bit about how we need to be more patient with our cats and you know like. When you when like a cat is meowing at the door, and then you open it for them, and then they don't walk through right away, and you're like, "What the fuck?" But it's like, think about if you couldn't open doors, you'd be a lot more careful about what rooms you stepped into. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? That's that's like, good. You'd you know like like you'd be you know you're trapped in the fucking living room, and you're like, "Fuck it, fucking sucks in here. Let me in. Let me in." Mm. And then they finally open the door, and you're like. Actually, kind of sucks in there too. <laughs> I don't really want to go in there if the door is going to be locked behind me. You know? That's a good point. That's a really good joke. I think that's a good premise. Thanks. Did you know there's an actual mm-hmm. word for it? Thanks. There's a word. Oh, really? It's, it's called barrier anxiety. Really? It, a lot of times with dogs and cats and pets, it's not that they want to go outside. It's just that they don't like that. They don't a, like that there's something stopping them. Yeah, and right. so it's like. 
what I'm trying to teach my cat is you can't always get what you want. <laughs> but if you try sometimes, you might you find might you get, get what, what you, you need. need. And yeah. uh, it's it's the type of thing where it's like if he's still got a third of a cup of food and he's crying for more food, yeah. I just leave him in the room because he will eventually finish his cup of food. Yeah, uh, He's crying at the door. I don't fucking hear him right now. You know why? Because they didn't open the door for him. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. he's got to grow up. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if that's a little harsh for this is This, cat, this is some but... real, like, uh, you're, 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 you're on the, the conservative side when it comes to cats. You're starting, you're just yeah. turning into like a little, little, Dude, it's like, listen, it's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, head ass. Reagan head by ass. By your puss and bootstraps. By, oh my fucking god, dude. <laughs> he did it, dude. He did it. Podcasts are done, dude. Comedy is over. Comedy's over. You did it. But it's like most times. Puss and bootstraps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, most of the times well, I record what was the, the show... fucking thing. I have, I have that bit about, about, about how like penguins should be able to fly. They just aren't trying hard enough. Oh, they're like lazy because you ever seen a blue blue jay? Yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 you said something about I like I was like talking shit about about penguins and how they just they, they just aren't trying hard enough. And I said I, they pull themselves up by there, and then you said like flipper straps or something. I don't know. <laughs> that that's, sounds that, like that, me. that's your like niche of comedy is 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 finishing like is like coming up with puns for like alt-right phrases <laughs> coming up with like distortions of that that's that's that that is definitely that's the venn diagram between you and david dobbins mm. is is like making fun of like conservative politics circa 2003 <laughs> <laughs> it was like making fun of like dude fucking george bush and the iraq war david with his george his bush era like satire is so funny because it's yeah. so dated at this it's point. so it's so dated and that's that's like like part of it is i mean like a, like a like a small portion of it is that he is the actual joke that he's making about bush or whatever but the majority of it is 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 me laughing at like having the fucking balls to do a joke <laughs> that like would have been like a f- six out of ten tops in two thousand three, and he's doing, <laughs> you know, and he's doing it in twenty twenty one. You know, it's just so what, much what always fun. gets me is the uh, him ta- him doing a character for his whole set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does <laughs> Talk like, that, like this. Yeah, dude, <laughs> like weird southern shit. WMDs. Where, where were the where, where they at? Where they at? <laughs> Yeah, oh my god it's just <laughs> yeah. it's funny because at comedy shows now there are audience members who are so young they don't remember george bush being president yeah and that's <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah conservative take on cats conservative uh take on cats listen i normally do this podcast and he just sleeps right there on the bed he just takes a nap he's fine yeah. today it's like i set up the gopro and he's like oh it's my time to shine, yeah, baby. Yeah. Well, they, they like change. My, my our cat fucking loves. I mean, it, like you know, like if, if my brother comes over because he's li- you know living living away now, um, living away. He's moved out. Um, <laughs> moved a uh, thirty minute train ride away. Yeah. yeah. Um, like j- just like that addition, just having like one more person in the house. My cat freaks. He just starts running around. He gets really excited. you know. It's just because it's just like because that's another like you know talking about barrier barrier anxiety. It's like. Their whole life is barriering. They're in a fucking prison. Their whole—I mean, it's a really nice prison where they're yeah. pet and food and shit. But like, like these—the four walls are their entire world. And then you introduce 
a fucking GoPro, dude. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Fucking something new. Thank Christ. Yeah, right. You know? It's like, I think that's the thing where, like, when you open an Amazon package and throw the box on the floor and the cat just dives into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, change! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're just starved for for Crazy stimulus. to think about, because, like, yeah. I mean, one time I, act- I went down to do the laundry, and I accidentally left the back door open up here. And it came up and the door was open. I was like, oh, fuck. And Lee's cats were both inside. And I run outside. And Pickles is by the fence where yeah. he could, like, easily just bolt. And I come out there. And I am, like, 30 feet away. I go, Pickles! And yeah. he just runs back inside. Because I think oh. he realized, like, I think he was just, like, overstimulated by yeah. what was behind the door. Yeah. Like, he probably kind of freaked himself out. All right. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i go back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, fucking uh, Truman Show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I used to, when I lived in Boulder, I lived on the second floor. We had this balcony. I would let him on the balcony and just leave him out there because it was so isolated and high up. He yeah. couldn't jump or get to anything, but he got to explore the world. And for mm. a while, he would run back and forth and he would see squirrels and birds. Then he just became accustomed to it. He's like, yeah, I'm on this. I'm in this little prison cell, but I can watch. So there's yeah. no point for me yeah. running around. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cat politics, pet politics. Cat, cat politics, pet politics. It's crazy. Put some yeah. bootstraps. Put some so bootstraps. Fucking, that's a tweet, dude. That's definitely a tweet. <laughs> These cats. Cats need to pull themselves up by their pussing bootstraps. Dude, <sighs> fucking tweet that right now, dude. All right. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do tweet it. Tweet it live on the podcast, bro. Yeah. Ooh, lots of notifications. Ooh, we oh, got yeah? text messages. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Lee was like, what's going on? I was like, we're just starting the podcast. And she was <laughs> we're, like, what took so long? We're just talking crazy shit about Talking you. about cats. Cats need to pull themselves <laughs> up by their puss in <laughs> bootstraps. No, no. It, it, wait, is it puss in boots? Yeah. I always thought it was puss and boots. Puss in boots. I guess that's. I guess that makes sense. All right, it's done. It's tweeted. It's done. It's tweeted. Dude, this is the. We. I, I'm so glad that we caught the moment that you went viral. Dude, if, on, if, if on that's my first viral tweet, I will lose my mind. Dude, like, that would be so fucking sick, dude. Catch, dude. All right, that'd be so yeah. cool. I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I'll like. You know what? I'm, I'm like, like, and retweet it right now, bro. You know what? Uh, no, no, forget it. All no. right. We'll get it after, but because right. your phone's all over there. But that's honestly, true, true. you know, attached. I did at the mic, unplugged mic yesterday. I did, uh, I did the joke that you told me to tweet that uh, I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And oh, the, the the one yeah, about your my, cock. My my twenty 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 my twenty twenty two resolution is uh, to start calling my pecker my hog. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny and it's like so, it's so funny and it's so f- and and but it's f- funnier in your voice because it's so out of character. It's, it's so, so it's so out of character and all, but also like. <laughs> Dude, I, dude, there's just something so crazy about hearing the word pecker come out of your mouth. It's so weird to look at your face and watch you say pecker. Dude, it's so it's fucking so weird. It's so gross. And I told this at this mic and nobody laughed. And I was really? like, that's fair. And I was like, no, it's not, dude. And Fuck I go, that. and I go, and then I was like, honestly, yeah, I would, I've, this is the only time in my life I've said the word pecker. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the, I feel like pe- dudes who say pecker are the same guys who call boobs knockers. Yeah. And I think both those groups of guys need to be put to death. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never met either. It's, I've never met anybody yeah. who calls boobs knockers unless it's a joke, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. We don't, we don't, uh, frequent, uh, truck stop porn shop. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that was a really funny joke that, uh, 
Dude, I think, I, wish people, I think that's so funny. I'm gonna keep doing. It. I'm gonna do it on stage. If I, I think if I do it live in person, it's gonna, it's gonna crush. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm gonna ask an audience member what their resolution is, and yeah. then I'm gonna tell them. That's mine. perfect. The exchange. Yeah. yeah. What's your? Oh, I want to work out more. Oh, okay. Word. Mine is to start. Start calling my. <laughs> start calling my pecker my hog. <laughs> Oh, oh my resolution eat a piece of fruit every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh I love it. That's that's a good one. That's it's just so yeah, it's one of those things like every so often I come up with a joke that's so outlandish for yeah. me that I'm like, that's so funny because it's insane that I would say that. Yeah. But I also have to remember that like audience members who don't actually know me. That's yeah. a good like mid set joke. Yeah. Not a good yeah, opener. Yeah. Did, did you open with that the mic? How um, how how was it going already? It was just how a was Zoom mic. mic. Oh, I was, was shooting off some stuff. So I mean, not the best, um, but not the worst. I I had something where I opened with an okay joke, but it was mostly riffing because I haven't done like a lot. Um. Oh yeah, it was about how there's a I love uh, urban planning and pedestrian TikTok. Yeah. And there's a guy who I is, don't know. I don't. I gotta say, dude, I don't know what the fuck that means. It's just people whose whole account, whole accounts, is just like analyzing how we could make our cities more walkable in America, and okay. like problems with like sidewalks and shit. Yeah. And there's one account that is good, and they they do this a lot, but they do it in the wrong way. And that's why I love him is because this guy's whole account is he goes live on Instagram <laughs> and he's just walking through some godforsaken strip mall intersection in the suburbs yeah. and it's like not even a push to walk button like <laughs> it's just like it's like dude like yeah. you're barking at the wrong tree like you don't have to walk here like yeah, you can right. get on a bike you can you can talk about pedestrian issues by taking pictures putting them in a video doing it from the comfort of your home you don't have to walk. Yeah. Through some five mile long interchange, yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. yeah I, I, I uh... but yeah, so I did that, and then I was like, anyway, I'm gonna start calling my peck or my hog. <laughs> no one liked it. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you gonna do? It's comedy. It's comedy. It's do you, comedy. Do you have any uh 2022 resolutions for real though? Um, not really. I mean, just kind of like focusing in on fun gutter and really like getting that ripping as hard as I can, and um. You know, which is, is which is like really disappointing that like you know our first show of the year had to be postponed. That like that really sucked. Um, uh, it's all good. I think almost every show is yeah, starting no, in I, February. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, it's, I mean, it, I'm, not, I'm not like oh, you know, boohoo. I have like a unique problem, but it's just like it was just a bummer because you know I felt like we were kind of building building steam. And yeah, yeah. The first show back is going to be fucking nuts. I mean, you know, people, people are going to be want to blow off steam and. I think Shred Flintstone has good pull and stuff, but um, uh, February nineteenth come through, um, two thousand and twenty two. Yeah, I in mean, case you're watching, I mean, future. you know, I'm just just kind of like, you know, uh, uh, just I, I feel like I'm kind of on the right track, honestly. Like, like, like yeah. there's, there's not big changes that I want to make. I'm, I'm, I'm already, you know, I'm, I've started bouldering more. Like, I'm working out more. Mm. I'm like. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, the thing about like the, the the resolutions is just like if there's something that I want to change in my life, I kind of just like like the 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 year flipping over doesn't really give me the impetus. Like like it doesn't push me to do it. Right, it, right. It, it comes. It's internal, and so like like you know like you should do a vision board. I've been <laughs> you should do a vision board <laughs> no with chance. us. We're gonna do vision boards soon. Jesus. Um, but, 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 but like, 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 
you know, I've been waking up at like, you know, I've just been like depressed as fuck. So I've been waking up at like noon every day. And the other, the, the other, yeah, I know it's brutal. I, it, I fucking hate it. But, but, but so, but I finally realized I was, you know, was doing that. And the other day I was in the shower and I was like, all right, I'm miserable right now. I can't see my, fu- you know, I can't do comedy. I can't do all the shit that I love to do. You know, barring that, like, how can I immediately make my life better? And I was like, oh, I can just start waking up at like nine. I can just start going to bed earlier and waking up earlier. And so I've just started doing that. I've just started just setting my alarm earlier and just insisting on it's it. so nice. And, and like, you know, I, like, I don't know. It, it, it just, it doesn't really make sense for like, why, why? I mean, I know, I know it's not the point. I know it's not, the, but like, like I'm not, I don't want to like save up my life changes for when it's you know, you know with the balls dropping, and then I'm like, oh shit, I need to make a change. It's like, no, I want to like, I want to improve. I want to feel good now. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know? feel that. I um, think for me, what it is is like, once you have Christmas, because usually there's like this big holiday fanfare. Yeah, there's like a serotonin dump on December 26th, right? Yeah. Where it's like, all right, all the magic I've been saving up for like a whole month, yeah, two months is gone. Yeah. Now it's like a good time to assess how I can improve my life now. And yeah. I think one of the things like this year is like coming back from the holidays, like we reorganized our living room, our bathroom, our kitchen, and just like it looks so nice. Yeah. And it's like just that little step is like, okay, this is like the right step to a new year because then we get a fresh start. But also it's like when you look at like any year that passes, right? Like when I would look through shit that happened in 2021, I was like, January 2021 is like a hundred years ago in my yeah. brain, you know, yeah. like, well, I, I, uh, I, I, I mentioned it for a second on the phone the other day, but I, I wanted to, you were talking you're, you're just talking about rearranging your house and stuff and how much of a change that made. And like, and I, and I was telling you like, uh, the, the, like the other day I was just like, I woke up, you know, again, whatever, like 11 or noon or something. I was just brutally depressed. I was home alone. And I just bought myself uh, Sound of Silver by LCD Sound System mm-hmm. on vinyl. And I put that on. I was, like, I was like trying to, like, cheer myself up or, like, get myself going or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just, like, it, like, wasn't doing anything. And I was just sitting there, and I was, and I was like, just, like, staring at the wall. We have this white, big white wall over our TV. Mm-hmm. I was just staring at that and just, like, miserable. And, and... I I think it's something about like a uh, switching between being consumptive to being productive or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like it, the with with the album comes. There's this big poster, this beautiful print of this this like astronaut floating, and it's like this gorgeous, gorgeous print poster. And I was staring at the white wall, and I, it just it, it occurred to me like, okay, like I'm home alone for who knows how many hours. I can just put this poster up and look at that instead of the white wall. Mm. And I put it up, and that energized me. It turned my fucking day around. Yeah, and ha- <laughs> just having that on the wall and just changing my environment, like like complete flip. Mm. Like like I was fucking miserable, and I was like, I'll never feel good again. And then I put a poster on the wall, and this just something beautiful to look at that. You know, I didn't make the poster, but I, 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 mm. I, I'm affecting change. Like again, we're talking about like proving your your you know confirmation of your existence through another. It's like I'm confirmation of my existence through effects to my environment. I I changed how 
the world looks and it looks better and it makes me feel better. And like, it, and then I, I put a bunch of others. I put a picture of Bill Burr and I put a picture of Father John Missy. Like I put all this stuff up and it, it completely changed my mood. And like, I felt a lot more connected to the music and mm-hmm. like, it just lifted me. Um, and, uh, and, uh, so yeah, I, I think just focusing just generally on, on, I mean, it's just a change that I want to make in my life. It's yeah. not because of the f- fucking <laughs> the ball dropping, but it's just, just like, yeah, like, yeah. like, like focusing on 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 being being proactive and and producing rather than consuming right. and, and 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 um another, another th- I don't I don't know why I'm, I'm th- it's not really related, but but I, I wanted to tell you about this. I I had like a a really I guess it's, it's sort of connected. I, I I had I had this like epiphany the other day, listening to um, uh, do you know the album Ella and Louis? Mm-hmm. It's it's a bunch of duets between Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. Um, yeah, I'll listen to it. <laughs> You're the worst. You're the worst, dude. You're gonna listen to that shitty corn single fifty no, times. Dude, it's not of good. Listening. I already told you, dude. You know what I do? I go to bed at one. I wake up at eight thirty. I slam two energy drinks, and I listen to the most insane techno you've ever heard in my life. Ugh. And I fucking vibe, and that's how I start my day. All right. Well. Well. Okay. Whatever. I got. I got. I got. Dude, whatever. It changed me. Um, <laughs> I, I. I. It's it's just a bunch of duets and and and. Uh, I I got the vinyl for Christmas. I I yeah, yeah. wanted a bunch of vocal jazz albums. So I got that, and Chet Baker sings, and whatever. And I, I was playing. Uh, th- they do a cover of "Moonlight in Vermont," which is like this jazz standard. Frank Sinatra did a version of it that's really popular, and whatever. And it, it's this be- beautiful, beautiful song that, like, all the, the verses are all written in haikus. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it's just it's fucking amazing. Um, and I was listening to Ella sing it, and. It was this kind of quiet moment in the house. I think my, my dad was like doing some work quietly and my mom, I, I don't know if she was watching something in her room. I, I can't, it was this kind of peaceful moment and I was listening really intently to Ella's voice and, uh, you know, she's done a bunch of, she's done like Christmas songs and stuff. So, 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 so she's, she does, she does a lot of kind of like swinging jazz tunes, you know? Yeah. And so she, like, she has an unbelievable gorgeous voice and really inventive phrasing and stuff but but there is like a there is in a lot of her songs an element of sort of like showmanship and kind of like drama and cheese right, right. where where you know if she swings into a low note she's like you know kind of like almost cheesiness to it mm. which is very i think intentional and you know she wouldn't disagree with that um but when she sang moonlight in vermont there's this one note where she swings down. It goes, a penny's in a stream, falling leaves a sycamore. And when she hit the note sycamore, I was expecting her to do that kind of like brassy, like sycamore, mm-hmm. like this sort of like jazz yeah. hands thing. But she just, she just let the air like pass through her throat. And it, it I, I, came over like the beauty of it like just fucking overcame me like, like i felt it felt like a like i was listening to like the wind or something it was like mm-hmm. a tr- 
truly just beautiful fucking sound and i started crying i and it wasn't it wasn't even i've cried because i've i've been overwhelmed by art before because yeah, yeah. i've been overwhelmed by movies or whatever but it, 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 this was not that it, i wasn't sad it, it, I, I was like i was like grateful mm. i was grateful to her like like i will never be able to make the sound that she made mm. and like I think a lot of the time when I listen to music or listen to singers that I admire, there's almost a degree of jealousy or or wanting to be like them or whatever, mm. you know. Um, but like, you know, she, I'm never going to sound like Ella Fitzgerald, you know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. But yeah, yeah. so so, but I found myself in this moment of just being overwhelmingly grateful that I that I get to hear her do it, that mm. she can do it, and that and that I I. I get to like like that I get to like enjoy her gift like it, it like it, it felt so I felt so connected to her maybe that's what it was maybe it was because I've been so starved for community like it, like I really felt connected to her and the way that she was singing it but um, I think you just you listen to a track that just hit the resonant frequency of what you're going through <laughs> yeah um wait till you get a black light <laughs> above that poster uh, hey, there we go Bubble Bear. Yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna be sobbing yeah <laughs> yeah but um yeah i think just just I've, be, being 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 like open and and like and receptive like doing things that get you into a place where you where you're receptive to what other people are producing and yeah, to your yeah. environment and and not the 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 the, the fucking the the brutality of isolation in COVID is the turning inward is that you're, it's just this constant self scrutiny and just you just every fucking thought is coming from you. You know, there's nothing coming in from the outside. Interesting. And, and so, so to, to have moments where something is coming in from the outside, I, that's what, I mean, I, I saw licorice pizza twice. I mean, it, like it, it just, <laughs> and I just, and both times I just yeah. fucking lost myself in it. Cause it's like, I'm just it's it's just directly going into my brain and for for us for for two hours it's not just fucking me yeah, yeah it's yeah. not just me generating shit it's it's taking in and like the the sensation of of taking in and being receptive and like I, I don't know it, uh, there's like a way to consume where that isn't consumptive that's not like bleeding something dry it's it's like enjoy it's like I don't know. I'm 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 it, getting really hippie vibes on no, this it, podcast, but but it makes sense. I think I think there's something to that. Is like, I guess I've never really thought about that before. But like, uh, like, well, I guess I would call it like, like conscientious consumption or like yeah. consuming with intent or yeah. like, because it's like or, or, or it's or like be, when be, you being being being. Here's what it is, and and it's really true. Of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies, and it's what I love so much about them is 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 being receptive to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. it, it, like I, I think, I think when a lot of the time, when, when even when you watch stand up, when you watch a movie, when you listen to a song, when you listen to a podcast, what when you're taking something in, we're drawn to things that like we already agree with, or that feel like extensions of ourselves. Yeah, I, I mean, like. Or, or that they're articulating something that we've already felt or already mm. thought. And what I love about Paul Thomas Anderton's movies and what I loved about that moment in the Ella Fitzgerald song, or Moonlight in Vermont, her version of it, 
was that I is that I'm receptive to what they're putting out. I'm not I'm not like I'm not enjoying it because it's confirming something that I already believe or feel or right, think. Right, right. It's like it's like Ella Ella is making conscious choices to sing this song in this way and present it in this way and, and hand this to me. And instead of instead of like tr- you know trying to wrangle it into like oh could I sing that or like oh, no, no, I'm just taking it taking it in as she mm. intended it. And and what I love about Paul Thomas Anderson's movies is that he focuses on these characters who are like really fucked up and horrible and who make all the wrong choices and mm. who, who do really horrible things to each other and and don't redeem themselves. They're, they they don't get better by the end of the movie. They they're just fucked up and that's just who they are and and I think a lot of people respond negatively to that because they want to see a movie where they where they connect with the main character. The main character is a hero who's a good person who makes mistakes that they would make and and then recognizes those mistakes and improves on them. Mm-hmm. But 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 he says like no no but but that's that's not true. Like like <laughs> like there's there there's people. I mean everybody is there's people who are just fucking who are just fucked up and make the same mistakes over and over and over again. And having you on this podcast, having me on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Bro, dude. Cuatro, bro. Um, um, and like to, to, to focus on those stories is, is you're, you're taking in something that's not reflective of yourself. You're taking in something that's other. Yeah. 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 And seeing, you know, and and then, you know, and then you metabolize it and it affects you and whatever. But but as you're watching it, you're taking in something that that is that is not of you. It's 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 the fun you know, gutter effect. It's it's the fun gutter effect. How yeah. do you, how do you mean? Because you're there. The, the people are there consuming one of one of the two mediums they're not familiar with. Well, it's uh-oh. not of them. Wow, that's, well, that's full circle. Full circle, dude. Full circle. <laughs> I feel like we feel like how long, how much time have we done? Is that is that a dude? Nice this is an hour to... and thirty two minutes. That's Hell right yeah, on the dot. Full dude, circle. We fucking nailed it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. It's a it's a good feeling when you get to do that. Yeah, I think yeah, there's something about not just like seeking out the things you know and seeking out even just stumbling across new things you wouldn't normally listen to yeah. or consume and being affected by those. It's great. Yeah. I, I would, I would really like if you listen to Moonlight in Vermont, but I know, you know, I might, I'll, I might, I'll, I'll send it to you in four months. You'll say it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> <You'll> say- <laughs> it's just not my vibe. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I'm like, uh, most of my, like, I feel like everything I listen to is just like, it's like if you took a can of fluorescent spray paint and put it in a bag of flavor blasted goldfish and, just, <laughs> yeah. and then you ate that. Like I just I Right, but we're talking about not just doing that. Yeah, I guess we're I talking guess about right. opening ourselves to new things. You're missing the point. I'm trying to Did, think what what's the softest thing I listened to yeah. in like the last like few weeks aside from Christmas music. And yeah. it's just like chill lo-fi beat type yeah <laughs> like that's <laughs> well i i guess i, I guess if, if you find your because like i find myself suddenly i'm like in a really receptive space mm-hmm. where i i can just like no matter what i listen to like i i can just tap into it and i relate to it even if it's not something i would normally listen to if you find yourself in a place where mm-hmm. you're willing where you're open to, i mean the same as we're coming full circle full, full circle again <laughs> Um, like when I, when I discovered Hannibal Burst Animal Furnace, yeah. that was like, I was in an especially receptive space. I wasn't 
that was a unique mindset that you know maybe you know if you watched that special it probably wouldn't hit you in the same way you know um, unless you were in a similar you know like mm. like it caught me at the fucking perfect moment in the yeah, same yeah. way that moonlight in vermont did in the same way that licorice pizza does and like these there there will be blood um, <laughs> yeah dude excellent yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah there is no wrong time to watch there will be blood well dude, like, yeah, okay, well, i mean like and the the, the, the what i let what i i mean it, that that is like the epitome of what i'm talking about with him with paul thomas anderson is that is that he i mean he puts front and center this fucking irredeemable animal of a man, this like wounded fucking piece of shit, this horrible, horrible, horrible man who only curdles and gets worse and worse as the movie goes on. And by the end, he's just, he's in this fucking mansion alone, like hurt, just trying to hurt people. Like that's his, his entire life is trying to fucking hurt people, you know? Yeah. And like, and, but, but, but that's so fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's not me. You know what I mean? I, I mean, th- there's little kernels of me in that. There's yeah. little, Everybody has destructive, you know, like really hateful, revengeful parts of themselves. But like to have a guy that's just fucking that and have a movie that's all that guy. Like, like I remember the first time I watched it, I had a negative response to it because I was like, oh, like. You know, because he's the main character of the movie, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm supposed to be rooting for that asshole. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not rooting for. Yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> just because he's the main character, he's not a hero. The, the main character is just the main character. It's the main person in the story. Mm-hmm. But but he's that. There he's a bad guy. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. And it's interesting to make a movie about a piece of shit. It is interesting, you know? <laughs> it, and, and I think I think it's it's more interesting than 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 making something that just that just confirms that you know that you're not a piece of shit and you yeah. know you're a decent person. Flip side, mistakes. we've been watching season one of Ted Lasso. Have you oh, yeah? have you watched Ted Lasso? I've seen a few episodes. I, I liked it. Have you seen The Good Place? No. Okay, so they're the same show in that okay. the vibe is the same. Yeah, because. It's almost refreshing how wholesome these shows are. Yeah. Because you go into an episode and you're like, not, you're just kind of expecting a normal episode, but like people, like the whole theme of the show is that people can like forgive each other and grow. And you just watch it, you just feel so good. And it's so funny because even though it's like kind of corny and kind of a little bit too much sentiment in like an episode, it's almost refreshing because all the media I consume is so bleak. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> like, I'm like, even just like, like, dude, I fucking all, okay. Lifelong fan of anything with giant fucking robots in it, okay? <laughs> yeah. Battletech, Gundam, everything. Yeah. And all these storylines, like, you don't make 20 meter tall robots to recycle trash you make right, them right, to right. kill people right right, right? right, right. yeah and yeah. that's like it's like so much like wow these in, these crazy storylines i love the dynamics and like what it says about humanity and the human yeah. condition but it's like geez can i just watch something where a soccer coach makes someone feel good about themselves <laughs> yeah. you know right yeah 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 well but i i also i also feel like i mean um like using Ted Lasso and There Will Be Blood on like the, <laughs> like the, the two extreme ends of the Dude, spectrum. At the end of season like, two, Ted Lasso kills a guy with a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> bashes his brains. You know, I, 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 I feel like I feel like you know this is a wild fucking statement, but but like they're they're made by people who like like they agree, like Ted Lasso and There Will Be Blood agree, like like they're saying. 
similar things, but one is just focusing on like the absolute fucking depths of like how horrible we can be to each other. And I was just talking about this with this with my friend, like 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 you know, um I, I guess I guess I guess like 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 there will be blood like Paul Thomas Anderson allows you to look at like real deep like genealogical hurt mm-hmm. of like, like 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 at the at the end of there will be blood where he's he's like is over and over and over again calling his adopted son a bastard and this shit and, and like just trying to make him feel bad about like what he is mm-hmm. and that like no matter no matter you know like the 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 you know, the truth of life is that, you know, we are what we make ourselves and whatever and where we come from doesn't matter. But there is still that, like, deep fucking, like, ancient in your stomach, in your blood hurt of, like, I came from nothing. I came from fucking dog shit and so I must be dog shit. Like, that, like, deep fucking, like, it's just in you hurt, like, is there, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's there and, and... It's not just not there because you're not looking at it, you know what I mean? And so, so to 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 like look so deeply at that allows allows you in a way to see how fucking ridiculous it is, mm-hmm. and and then see the truth that that you know I, I mean like there will be blood is presenting a guy who thinks that the truth is that you're nothing because you're a bastard, mm-hmm. and and. Ted Lasso is showing a guy who says, you know, you're something because you made something of yourself. But they're both s- saying the same thing. They're both th- they're both agreeing on mm. that on on that kinder truth, you know, but you know, whatever. It would be it would be funny to watch there will be blood and then uh <laughs> They got the same mustache. They got the same mustache. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis and Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Watch There Will Be Blood, and then immediately afterward, watch one episode of Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, wow, yeah, what a broad spectrum of media yeah. we're capable yeah. of producing. <laughs> saying saying the same thing. There was a... Uh... Oh, no, we got to wrap this up, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. We, we keep going. Uh, one, yeah. one final question I wanted we're to d- ask We're just you. chilling now. We're just boys. What's uh, as a As a final, final thought here, uh, what's a lesson you learned in 2021 that you would recommend my listeners to learn? Oh, uh, what's a lesson I learned? What was the time you faced conflict and how did you get up? A- <laughs> <laughs> um, a lesson I learned in 2021 is I guess <laughs> that's such really like an gotcha. interview question. Yeah, that's really gotcha that's, that's uh I mean what are you okay? What's the uh, advice you have for 2022 for the listeners? Yeah, that's a better way to phrase. I mean, I mean, I guess the 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 the, the one one of the big things that I learned, I guess, from 2021, and I think I'm going to try to carry over into 2022, is um is s- sticking up for yourself and. And like against yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like like that 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 you know, in isolation when you're like 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 
I, 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 you, the, the, the brain leans negative. You know mm. what I mean? Like, like, like you, you tend to go to really dark places. You tend to go to that fucking Daniel Day Lewis place where you're, you know, you focus on this, you know, genealogical nonsense of, you know, about, you know, your, your makeup and your past and, you know, mm. whatever. Um, and, but but that's not how other people fucking view you. That's yeah, not yeah. how Maxim views me. That's not how David Dobbins views me. That's not how fucking Alex Murdoch views me. Like like, that's not how my family views me. Like it, it's 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 like like once once you're able to, I don't know. This is so abstract, dude. I don't know. I I I, I guess just just like noticing like 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 lying in bed at night and noticing what what do you think about as you're falling mm. asleep i mean like when i when i'm just lying in bed i'm thinking fucking mean shit about myself you know what i mean and and even if it's not about myself i, I mean I, I i focus on negative shit right before bed instead of focusing I, I, and and you can redirect your attention to things that make you feel good mm. and by redirecting your attention you sort of you quiet the the voice in yourself that's cruel to you and it allows you to stick up to people who are being actually cruel to you in the real world Mm -hmm. and 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 recognize that whatever's going on whatever whatever pain they're trying to inflict upon you is has way more to do with them than it does to do with you Mm -hmm. and and let it be their problem and you know when when somebody picks a fight with you pick your side you know I guess I guess that's what I'm saying, and and don't be your own problem. Yeah, don't be your own problem. If if you're picking a fight with yourself, fucking why? I don't know. That's that's like a real interview question that I, I you know I don't I don't know how, like, to, how I, to answer. One of the things I I thought or I, I learned in therapy was uh just like forgive yourself if there's some part of you that's like that has that negative self talk. Yeah, don't feel bad that you have negative self talk. Just be like. It's fine that that happens. Yeah, I just yeah. don't have to listen to it. Yeah, that, that's and that that that's the big thing from from twenty twenty one is 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 I, I pathologize myself fucking constantly. Yeah, it, is, yeah. it is nonstop. Any anytime I'm having any feeling, yeah. I convince myself that it's wrong or that I have like some fucking mental mm. illness. You know what I mean? Where I mean, it's true. I, that that's okay. That's 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 what I want to tell your listeners. That's the fucking round thing you know is that in 2020 i was feeling fucking miserable all the time and i had no idea why and in 2021 i feel miserable but <laughs> i know ex- or in 2022 i feel miserable too but like i i, <laughs> so, rec- far. I, I so far but it's like but i'm but i'm not beating myself up on top of feeling miserable mm-hmm. in 2020 i would beat myself i would be like oh you feel miserable what the fuck is wrong with you like nothing's wrong blah, 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 blah. and 2021 i'm like oh wait no i'm sad <laughs> I'm lonely. I'm sad. I'm not getting to do comedy. I mm. miss my fucking friends. I miss social interaction. I can't I, like. I, I I miss I miss just going to a fucking bar and being around strangers. Like, like I miss a a tremendous parts of life, and it's reasonable for me to feel sad about that. And I don't have to like come up with some complex. You know, I, I don't have to. I don't have to make myself. I don't have to tell myself I'm dog shit mm-hmm. because I'm having an, a natural reaction. That's the thing. Is like, is like recognizing when you are beating yourself up for something that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. You don't need to beat yeah. yourself up, even though we all do it. And yeah. every single person does in some way. Just like learn to cope with that. Yeah. That's good. And uh, I guess the final thing is um, City Bike annual membership. Worth it or not? What do you think? <laughs> um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say buy a fucking bike. Yeah. No, I'm going to say keep uh, City Bike in. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say get a Revel, dude. Get, get a, a fucking Revel, Revel account. I, I Revel everywhere, bro. I fucking... My parents hate it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, but, you're going to die. Uh, dude, dude. Yeah. I, reveling is... It's the way of the future. But yeah, thank you for coming on. If you were actually a piece of shit, I wouldn't have you back four times. Dang shit. I love you. I, love I you wish too. you all the best in the coming year. <laughs> it's, wait, no, no, we got to do this now. Brothers. The, oh. What? I don't know. Whatever. Predator. It, 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 was, it was weird to shake your hand and look you right in the eyes and say I love you. That was, that was, that was a lot. Let's, let's finish the podcast but yeah, and, and process thanks that. Thanks for coming back on. Uh, listeners, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Uh, Sasha, where, they, where can they find you? Uh, find me on Instagram at Sasha Vondi. S a s h a v o n d. Links and, will be in and, the description. And also, uh, my my show Fun Gutter at Fun Gutter f u n g u t t e r uh, on Instagram. Our next show is February nineteenth. Maybe yep. we got Emmy, Emmy Blotnick, uh, Jordan Jensen, Antoine Nasralla, and then somebody just dropped out. So we're we're, try- we're replacing them. But and that's oh, a and, fire and, and, lineup. And, and Shred Flintstone. Is going to be the house band. Great lineup. Yeah. So come check it out, guys. Uh, that's it for this week's episode. I hope this video was up to your liking. Uh, yeah. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram at DQYDJ underscore pod. And yeah, come hang out. There's going to be every single week. And the video might look different every week, but it's gonna, we're going to get there. We're, we're working on it. So 70, 70 millimeter next week. 70 millimeter next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you.